This is the Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast. Here's your host, Corey Tusick. This is the Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Tusick. Uh, today is a quicker episode. It's a market outlook uh, you know, update with Dylan LeClaire. So I recorded a full episode with Dylan, and I'll report. I'll play that whole episode next week. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we did a market like outlook and update to what he sees going on with, you know, on-chain analytics and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, since that's more, uh, you know, pertinent to, to get that information out there now, cause it could, you know, a lot could change between now and, uh, next week. Uh, I just, uh, took that part from the end and, um, and yeah, and put that out there. Um, and then, you know, Dylan and I, talked about it afterwards uh and we're gonna do and we're gonna do this monthly uh we'll try that for a little bit um and see you know i, I think it would be you know good value to to you guys and to everybody to to kind of get some uh you know at least once once a month uh, some on-chain uh analytics so uh and 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 a little bit of a forecast to see where we're going um so yeah, so he's gonna come on uh, once a month, and we'll have like a regular conversation about Bitcoin and everything. But uh, for future ones, we'll just uh, we'll start off with the the market outlook, and then we'll we'll delve into you know everything else Bitcoin um, for the extended conversation. Uh, see where it goes. So yeah, um, uh, thanks uh, to Dylan for coming on and giving me some uh, insight, and I hope you guys enjoy it and and it's useful for you. Remember, it's not financial advice, but uh, we're just you know providing information and. Uh, make of it what you will. Today's episode is brought to you by CoinBeast. Do you have questions about Bitcoin? Personalize your learning and book a one-on-one video call with a Bitcoin pro on CoinBeast Connect. Learn about mining, security, the Lightning Network, DeFi, taxes, and many other topics. It's really easy. Choose your topic and pro, select a date when you're available, and bring your questions to the meeting room. Book your first call today by going to coinbeast.com and clicking on the connect tab. Be prepared for the financial revolution and get the knowledge you need. And uh, if you want to follow, uh, if you want to follow um, CoinBeast, they're on Twitter. But then also, uh, I didn't get a chance to get uh, Dylan to to shill his own accounts at the end of this. So you know, if you don't follow him already, he's uh, at BTCization. That's you know, Bitcoinization on uh, twitter and uh you know his web- website 21stparadigm.com and he also works with um with bitcoin magazine so uh, if you want to follow him that's where you can check him out and then uh following the show it's at bitcoin simply on twitter uh, my personal ones at tusik Corey, and then you can email the show bitcoin made simple podcast at gmail.com thanks um so market wise what are we looking at um because right now i haven't i haven't checked the number in a couple hours so god knows what are we at right now do you have it up uh i think we're at 38.2 okay we are up to 42 over the weekend um and i usually do these releases once a week but i'll probably put it out this out as soon as possible just because i'm sure people want a market outlook um so uh what do you see going on right now you know we had uh the big you know you and will are like the whiz kids for on-chain analytics (laughs) and understanding everything so tell me what you see going on yeah i mean the past couple months have been kind of boring price action wise um but basically like the trend since 2020 has been like 
you know, to put it simply like massive amount of accumulation, like just like you can, you can kind of see, um, and some of it's like, um, glass node, like doing some heuristics or clustering, but for the most part, you, what you see is just like a massive amount of coins, um, like hundreds of thousands of them being put away just by strong hands. So like, you know, it, and they classify this as like liquid or e-liquid supply, um, where you have basically it's like 14 million Bitcoin. Um, and, and some of these are changing obviously, but like 14 million Bitcoin and basically only going up over time are, are considered e-liquid. So like they haven't moved in like 155 days and they use this 155 day threshold because statistically, um, it's kind of interesting, like the Bitcoin UTXO set, there's like this, uh, probability curve of like, if these coins are spent again and at, you know, after, if the coins moved, it's like very, very, very likely that the next hour it's moved again. Um, mm -hmm. but as the next hour goes by and the next day and the next day and the next day, there's, you know, there's a less and less likely chance that, um, they are moved or spent. Um, and so at 155 days, the probability that, um, and I don't know off the top of my head, but the probability that these coins are moved again, um, in the future is, is very, um, it's, it's like not as likely. Um, so they classify, uh, e-liquid and liquid supply using this. And so, um, basically we see like this massive amount of coins becoming liquid over time, um, throughout 2020. Um, and there was a, this, a little bit of a reversal in March of 2020, but for the most part, that market crashed from like eight to 3.8 or 4k or whatever it was on different exchanges. That was like all derivatives, right? Like mm -hmm. you had the, the legacy system blow up and that Sunday before, I think it was like March 12th, uh, maybe March 13th that Sunday, but like the month, that Monday, the legacy system opened up limit down uh, and like the bond market, the treasury market like caught no bid on one of these contracts, but like um, Bitcoin that Sunday before sniffed it out and like just got absolutely new. It was like 50%. Um, some of that was like coins moving, but for the most part, that was derivatives. And for the next, and what it, was it like? What is a derivative for those that are maybe too stupid to know? <laughs> Yeah, so derivative that is, comes from the word <laughs> comes from the word derived. So essentially, it's just yeah. it's a bet on a certain outcome. So Bitcoin's thirty eight point two thousand right now. I can say, hey, um, I think Bitcoin's going to be seventy thousand next January. And you say, well, I don't. Or, or you know, you thinking that seventy thousand isn't going to happen. We can we can for January of twenty twenty two we can sell a contract on where the Bitcoin price is going to be. So you can say, I don't think it's going to be there. I'm going to sell you Bitcoin at 70,000 next January and I can buy that contract. Um, so that's just one example of a derivative. Um, and you get it you know, like futures. at a premium, like you get a, you know, basically at the price it is now or. So like, meaning um, it's essentially derivatives are just like a bet on an outcome of another thing. So, okay. So we're talking so about nothing that you're not owning where... Bitcoin at that time. You're just betting on the price of Bitcoin. Well, so like with a futures contract, never mind Bitcoin, say it's like oil, right? So futures mm -hmm. contracts are, are good because they can, they can, um, they, they make a market between buyers and sellers into the future. So if you're a producer of anything, um, a lot of, a lot of things like your, your revenue, your profitability, your expenses can be pretty variable. So futures are, are good because I can, you know, as a, say an oil producer, I can sell a barrel of oil now in like 20 in like March of 2024 and I can sell it at a price and I can lock in that revenue. And so futures are, are good because I can promise, I can promise like oil is, I don't even know off the top of my head, like 60 bucks right now. And I can be like, Hey, 
in 2024, I'll sell you a barrel of oil. I will deliver it to you for 80 bucks. And so you can buy that. So you're, you're buying the barrel of oil and I'm selling it. So Bitcoin works the same where there, there is now a pretty, pretty developed and liquid and growing um, futures curve for Bitcoin. And so that is, that is what's considered a derivative derivatives market. And there's all sorts mm-hmm. of different types. Um, you know, there's, there's ones that are, there's a perpetual contract, which is um, basically using there's, there's leverage. You can use Bitcoin as collateral or stable coins as collateral or some, some exchanges you can use any sort of crypto. You can long Bitcoin with Dogecoin as collateral with leverage. Like there's all sorts of these different things, but um, derivatives are just, it's, it's essentially, it's using the Bitcoin spot price and the Bitcoin spot price is like, there's a market demand for me to trade a dollar and for you to trade a Bitcoin and whatever that mm-hmm. is right now, it's 38.2, um, whatever that is from, you know, a hundred or whatever exchanges throughout the world is what it's going to be. Derivatives are just bets layered on top of that. And a lot of them have the promise to deliver Bitcoin, but um, derivatives like over the short term move price a lot, like last July 25th. On Sunday, we pumped from like 34 to 40 K. It wasn't, it wasn't that we had, you know, five Michael Saylors come in on Sunday and press the big green red button or the big green button. It wasn't like that. It wasn't, there there wasn't just a massive influx of buying there. What happened was um, over the course of a month or two, there was a lot of people shorting Bitcoin and they were, they were doing it via derivatives. So they were going in and they were, they were taking, sometimes stable coins, sometimes Bitcoin, but for the most part, they were, they were using like Tether and they were going in on these, these futures contracts and they were using Tether as collateral and they were leverage shorting Bitcoin. So they were, they were going in and they were short selling Bitcoin that they didn't actually have. Mm. And so what we saw was on Sunday was this, this kind of relentless accumulation that had been happening. Um, and I can, I can link to you a thread that I, I put out on this, but um, mm because you have basically every single day, regardless of the price, you have this like Bitcoin DCA army. Um, and obviously like, you know, me, mine or your 50 bucks or a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever it is, isn't going to move the price, but you have that at a global scale with a bunch of people. And as now you have institutional buyers coming in that are may or may not be dollar cost averaging positions. Um, and it eventually adds up. So this trend that happened from 2020 um, has basically went uninterrupted until may till april or may and we saw like a pretty big kind of re- reversal where we saw like 100 200,000 bitcoin that were liquid or that were illiquid they were in strong hands they kind of hit the market and you know that not necessarily exchanges but they changed hands there was you know and there was at a, you know from when it, when we went from 64 to 30 there was a pretty big reversal in supply against the demand that couldn't keep up so we kind of trended around this 30 level for a while at the same time where the, the reversal of, or where the, you know, trend of, of accumulation re- reversed again in favor of the bulls, in favor of Bitcoin being taken off the market, but the market didn't react. And you saw a bunch of these kind of traders come in shorting it and they were just, you know, and, and it worked out for them for a while. We went from 40 and, and I kind of thought that 40 K level after he pulled back was, was, where we were going to stop. I was like, all right, bull market, you know, we're 30% off the highs. This is, you know, this, this, this is, is the probably, end. yeah. And then we, we, uh, right. I was wrong. And, you know, luckily like I, I trade with a little bit, but like for the most part, I'm, I'm just holding in cold storage. Like I'm not leveraging my stack on, 
a move over a one month or three month period. I don't care. Like, this is a 10 year thing for me. Um, but we went to 30,000. Um, and since then there's just been kind of this relentless accumulation again. Um, and while, you know, all these, these derivatives traders, which can, they can, they can suppress price, but it's essentially like trying to hold a beach ball underwater. It's like, essentially like you're just fighting gravity and Mm -hmm. like, you know, like a, it's like a rubber band and eventually the band snaps. Um, and, and what, what actually drives Bitcoin price is demand to hold the asset. And, and that has to be exchanged with, with real fiat dollars. Like if the fed wanted to come in and short Bitcoin to zero, well, they, they could come in with a trillion dollars and borrow a bunch of Bitcoin and, and short sell it. But the thing is, they have to come back and cover. They have to come back and actually buy the Bitcoin back to exit the position. And so, you know, any, sure. anyone that's shorting Bitcoin over a large period of time, you're essentially, you're, you sell the thing to people you, that are buying it every day at, at, you know, any price. And so. So shorting that, it that basically day. is you just, um, delaying the inevitable a little bit kind of yeah i mean it like and it can be done in various ways where like um you know like so for these these derivatives contracts like especially on binance you saw like billions of dollars of of short selling with with stable coin margin so like i can i can long bitcoin with stable coins or bitcoin as collateral but doing it with bitcoin like longing bitcoin with bitcoin is kind of disadvantageous if it's if you see a pullback because your position is losing value at the same time as your collateral is also losing value. So like, there's a, like, you know, it says your liquidation price is 30 K, but as the price goes down, your, your liquidation price goes up as your collateral is less and less valuable. Mm. It's kind of the same dynamic with short selling Bitcoin. If you're using stable coins as, as your collateral, because you're entering this contract and you can use one X leverage or you can use 50 X leverage, meaning, if the price goes up or down 2%, if it goes up 2% the way that you want, you double your money. If the price goes down 2% when you're 50x levered, you're wiped out. And wow. so, <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, that big money's not doing that, but, you know, there's the, this kind of dynamic where like the price got uh, that in May 19th, when the price nuked real, real hard, what you saw was a bunch of people throughout the bull market were longing their crypto or the, in this case, Bitcoin with Bitcoin, they were super bullish. Well, they kept longing every dip. Like we talked about with that 40 K level. And eventually the dip wasn't a dip and it kept going. And all these people basically got wiped out because they were using Bitcoin as collateral to margin long the Bitcoin. Well, we kind of just saw the opposite last Sunday where you had a bunch of people that were shorting Bitcoin with dollars. And so as the price of Bitcoin went up, their collateral that they were using to eventually cover, meaning when you short sell, you borrow, you sell the thing to eventually buy it back. If it goes yeah. down further than you sold it at, you, you, you buy it back and you pocket the change. That's a short sell. And with a short, the max you can make is 100%. It goes to zero. Yeah. Well, the price kept going up, kept going up. And the thing that they have to cover with Bitcoin, they have to buy it back is becoming less or is becoming more and more value valuable relative to their collateral. And they have to keep posting more collateral or they get liquidated. Yes. Um, and what we saw was yet more and more shorts pile in with more and more, you know, basically with tether. Um, and eventually, and that was from the 30 K level. Um, you, you know, there was a massive amount of open interest on Binance, meaning like the total amount of, 
of, uh, you know, future and derivatives kept increasing kept for like the whole month of, of uh, June and July. It was, it was honestly kind of, kind of crazy to look at. And all of that, or, you know, a very large part of that was just Tether. It was, it was all cash margined. And if you, when you looked at Binance and like the perpetual swaps, the, that futures contract, you saw that funding was very, very, very negative. Meaning that as a, you can enter a long contract, you can be, you can be bullish and enter a derivatives contract and shorts pay you to enter it. Funding basically is a mechanism to keep the order book balanced. So if there's too many longs that all wanted long derivatives, then someone's going to, then you're going to get paid to open short, short positions. And so funding was severely negative at 30 K. So you had, you were like, you would literally get paid to open up a Binance account and margin long Bitcoin. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's advantageous for the, you know, the most bullish asset in history. And so, um, this is kind of the dynamic where the beach ball is being held under the water. You have a bunch of people that are shorting Bitcoin synthetically kind of with leverage and as spot buying is, is just hoovering up coins. And so yeah. eventually the price trended up, trended up, trended up, and they all tried to exit the, the, the burning movie theater at the same time. And it didn't happen. It, you can't, it can't work. And that's why you just, and it, you know, we saw so that. not everybody can, yeah, not everybody can post more collateral all at the same time or whatever to 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 get out yeah, or sell. Essentially, like someone got liquidated or you know there was or someone completely exited their position, and at that point, you know the order like there, there's no there's no ask. Like everybody was trying to to sell or to exit their position at the same time. Like the Binance uh, perp contract where everyone was shorting, the market went up to 40k, and that contract went up to 48k. Because there was just oh, so yeah, many people yeah. wiped out at once, um, you know. So yeah, that wicked up we're really kind of, high. We're kind of we're kind of in a similar place where, um, you know, I I think that there's there's not a I mean maybe we trend back to to thirty I don't think so, but we're not in a, a position where we're gonna we're gonna see a, some leverage blow up. Um, we're pretty pretty healthy spot, um, and we're just still seeing this kind of under the surface, regardless of price. We're seeing this, this massive accumulation on chain where, and, and people were given like, especially Will, my buddy, um, we talk a lot on, over the phone. He was getting a lot of hate. Cause he was like, he was like, guys, this is bullish as hell. This is bullish as hell. And the price was like doing nothing or going down. And mm-hmm. people were like, what do you mean, man? And he's like, like, dude, the data is here, like supply and demand, it's going to snap. And like, it was true. And so we're kind of seeing that same thing. We're like, do I know where the price is going next week? No, next month even no. But like, you know, if this continues, which I suspect it will, um, kind of on the backs of continued money printing and this kind of great monetary experiment we're in, we're, we're literally in like the craziest monetary experiment ever. And so the insurance policy on the whole thing is Bitcoin uh, and more and more people are starting to realize that. And so, you know, um, long term is only really one way to be. And that's, and that's bullish. OK, so we're still in a bull market and in all the trend, I mean, you know, like you said, you don't know where it goes, but do you think we retest, go down to 30 again? Or do you, th- or do you think we have something that makes us explode up to 50 or what yeah, would it take, I, mean, I guess, to explode up to 50 in, you know, or lose resistance? Yeah, I think um, there's a chance here, you know, a 38, I don't know. Um, but that we see, you know, there was big buyers for sure. Um, and so, a lot of these, like whether it's funds or, you know, public companies, which maybe I doubt, but 
um, there, there are going to be some sort of announcements um, at some point. And, and, and whether, you know, like there was, there was big, big buying at, at 28, 29, 30. Um, and like, like there was a ton of volume spot, spot exchanges, especially like Coinbase and stuff. So these guys that these big money managers that, um, you know, kind of got the thesis in 2021, like they've been, we've been pushing at home digital gold. It's this hedge. It's, you know, QE, all this stuff. You need some Bitcoin. Well, they don't like big money that, you know, like hundred billion dollar hedge funds don't like buying an asset that's getting bid to all hell in their face. You know, like they don't, yeah. <laughs> like Ray Dalio doesn't want to buy Bitcoin at 64 K. Um, yeah. And so, especially when like, when any buy that would be meaningful for them moves the market. Um, and so, you know, I, I think the, the catalyst is one, an, an ETF would be huge. And that's probably, unfortunately, going to have to wait till 2022. Um, but until then, um, probably an institutional announcement would be, would be pretty big, you know, just kind of some, some other catalyst, like similar to like Tesla, when they announced there was this huge, huge candle. I think we might see something similar where these guys that acquired 28, 30, 35, if we get to 45, um, they're, they're going to announce, you know, they, they don't want to announce they bought at 38 when they, when the price is 38 or 37 yeah. or whatever. Right. Um, not everybody's Michael Saylor, unfortunately. And just announces it ahead of time. And yeah, says- they, we just bought guys like we're all open. We're transparent as hell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think that's the next catalyst. Um, besides, I mean, I, I do think we see all time highs in 2021. I mean, people, people might not think so, but I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty optimistic there. Okay. All right. So you heard it here first from Dylan LeClaire. It is going to 100K uh, by tomorrow. No, I'm <laughs> uh, Awesome. Well, hey, Dylan, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And we'll have to do this again. Yeah, man. 100%. Appreciate you having me on. It was fun. Thank you.